people achieve what they want that works well with them as a person, that makes my heart sing, is, is that, is knowing that you can achieve something and you don't have to shift your entire life in order to make it happen. So I guess that's probably a piece of me outside of photography that I'm able to give to other people that makes me continue to do it. Welcome to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. I'm your host, Kenna Klosterman, bringing you true stories from behind the lens and behind the lives of your favorite photographers, filmmakers, and creative industry game changers. From their struggles to their wins, we get the real human stories about why they do what they do. I believe there is something to learn from everyone's story. Listen, get inspired, and discover why in the end, your creative journey is all worth it. I am super excited to bring today's guest onto Creative Live. She is hailing from Chicago, and her name is Audrey Woolard. Audrey is a Nikon ambassador. She is a pro photo legend of light. Um, in addition to her portrait work, she's most known for photographing teens. She is an educator at heart. Uh, she speaks at all the major industry conferences. She has her own site called AW Teaches, and she co-founded a virtual conference called the Virtual Photography Conference. Uh, she also has worked with select commercial clients. She's been published in a variety of publications from O Magazine, InStyle, People, US Weekly, and she is a proud mom of four. Please help me welcome Audrey Woolard. Audrey? Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Kenna. It's our pleasure. It's my pleasure. I want to start by giving somebody these shout outs. We've got Sezi, who's in England, in Wiltshire, England. We've got Dallas in Los Angeles, Galena in Illinois, and keep them coming. Audrey, I yeah. want to talk about two things, uh, two themes, at least, for starters. Sure. Uh, you are, when I, when I look at you, I, I think of you as two things, that photographer and educator, and then mom, but, but yeah. mom, not just to your own kids and family, but mom to the kids and families that you photograph year after year after year after year. Cause I've heard you yeah. say like, they're, they're like my own kids. Yeah. So talk to me about what it means to you to be a mom kind of in, in both of those senses? You know, it's well, obviously like with my own kids, yeah, I centered everything around my family. Everything that I've ever done from day one has them in mind first from my hours to what I do, where I speak, where I travel. If it doesn't work with my kids' schedules, I won't, I just will not do it. And I grew my business with my children. I say that I'm blessed because the parents who hire me also allowed me to grow with them. So I see them kind of, it's like parallel. I don't, it's like, it's a very hard thing to um, describe because sometimes I feel like I'm in an alternate universe. Like, wow, I've been with this these kids since they've been babies, like newborns who are now 16, 17 years old. So you just become part of the family. So like I would talk to some of these kids and they ask me about things for their skin. They'll send me a make, you know, questions like, Hey, what do I get for this? And then I, they're just like my kids. That's just the way I can describe it. And I'm curious to talk more about that from the business perspective of, of those 
relationships and how that affects sort of the the work that you do because you're you're able to bring out sort of the joy and spirit in the in the kids that you photograph and have you found that that sort of connection changes over time with these kids yes so it's some kids I see every year and I find easier because there's no break between them but with the some of the kids that I may see every four years I kind of have to get to know them a little bit more if that makes any sense but they 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 know me and so they they open up a little bit more and I find it's just a lot easier because they they recognize it they know the process Audrey's cool so it's just it's pretty it's pretty easier it's a lot easier to do so Take me back to when you first actually started the business, because again, this connects with the, your boys. Um, and tell us how old they are now, and then how old they were, or one was, when you started your business. <laughs> so my kids are all adults now. Congratulations! So, yeah, thank you. I will accept it. We we managed not to hurt one. So <laughs> so they are eighteen. I was 18, 19, one just turned 21, and then we have a 27-year-old. So, so yeah, so in the beginning, at least the stories are always, the story's always kind of, it's like it's funny and embarrassing at the same time. Um, I used, when I knew I wanted to go into business, all of them were born. Wait, yes, they all were born. I had to think about that one for a minute. Um, our oldest was in school. And I had quit my job at corporate. I was at a corporate job. So I quit to be a stay-at-home mother. And I used to, while our oldest was at school, I would get my double stroller, put two of them in the double stroller, and put one in like one of those little baby pack things. And I would head downtown to look for some of the businesses that I can collaborate with. Me using a port-and-shoot camera, you know, so, but I, I, I my, my thought process was, building a relationship with other businesses within the areas that I wanted to work with. And it wasn't like a superficial relationship I was, was hoping to build. I wanted them to know me by name. I wanted to, you know, come in there and, you know, just make that, that connection. But what I wanted to do differently was this. It wasn't really about going into the store and saying, hey, can I hang pictures on the wall? Or can I put business cards in your window, you know, what, whatever the things were then. What I wanted to do, and I did all my, my research, I wanted to photograph the owner's family so that they can have firsthand experience of what it's like. You know, it's one thing for them to see my pictures, but I wanted them to know, like, how do I interact with people? I wanted them to see that firsthand. And by doing that, that created, like, literally instant word of mouth, but more importantly, more genuine word of mouth. Does that make sense? And I did all that with babies attached to me. So. <laughs> well, I think that having the babies attached to you, first of all, is instant credibility <laughs> when you <laughs> walk in and you're trying to photograph or, you know, making a connection to photograph uh, other people's children, especially when you got three going on um, with you. I'm just, I'm sorry. I had a picture of you with the double stroller and the other kid. And uh, it's, it's, um, it's quite a feat to, not only have done that when you did, but you've been in business for how many years now? Um, coming up on my 17th year. Congratulations again. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I want to take people back because a lot of people 
um, are working in the corporate world or have different jobs than um, and than being a full-time photographer, and whether they want to or they want to keep it as a as a you know side job or what have you or just a hobby, um, but you did take the the leap. Um, I saw a blog post that you wrote about like what does it mean to take the leap um, and making sure that you're planned for it, um, and but. But tell us your journey. You were, again, you were in corporate. Was it the having the children? Was it like, what was the, the, the thing that led you to starting the business? That's probably a loaded question. So <laughs> probably everything yet. So I was never the photographer who grew up with a camera in their hand. Do, do you know what I mean? That I, I say I wasn't that lucky. I wish that I did have a lot of that that practice, but I wanted to be, a, you know, high powered in business. That's, that was what my goal was. I wanted to make it as far as I can be someone's CEO. That's what I wanted to be. So when I was working, I actually had a really good position. And with my second, he was born and within the company, they gave a lot of the managers and the executives the opportunity to take your kids down to the daycare within the building. So I had that opportunity. So I would, you know, obviously drop them off, head back up to my office and I would use my lunch break to go visit my son. This is Jacob. So I would go visit Jacob and I would leave every time in tears, literally in tears. So I was called, I called my husband. I, I used to tell him I wanted to quit, but he never believed me. So I used to um, call him and, you know, say, Hey, I got to quit. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And, he finally said, you know, fine, <laughs> you can quit. Um, and I, I quit. It was for my kids. And it didn't take long after that for me to become needing some other sort of intellectual conversation besides, you know, Dora the Explorer. So with that part said, um, he came home one day with this camera he bought from his sister and said, maybe this can keep you busy. And I was like, you know, okay. So it came with, and I'm really dating myself now, a CD. I don't think they don't even make it anymore. Adobe Photo Deluxe. So I used to take these pictures and put them in Adobe Photo Deluxe and it blossomed from there. Now, again, a lot of people go into business, you know, right afterwards, especially a lot of the mothers who started, you know, it's kind of like an instant with no real plan in place. Um, it didn't take me long. This, I would say a good three to six months for me to say, hey, Audrey, you quit your job to be home with your kids. Why would you leave your kids to go photograph other kids and not be paid for it? And it just did not make sense. So I started my business kind of like out the gate and I would only work on my, my husband's days off. I would work Sunday and Monday. And then as my business grew and I started making more money, he was like, you know, you know what? I don't have to go in on Tuesday. So he took Tuesday off because he owned his own business. And then he dropped Wednesday and then he dropped Thursday until he eventually, now he works within the business with me. So he has um, quit his um, jobs about seven years ago. I, I feel like I'm going to keep congratulating you all throughout this show, but congratulations I mean, to both of you to have, you know, it's, it's interesting because often we think that we want to go, you know, work in 
corporate because that's sort of, like you said, an opportunity or you see it as an opportunity to go through, raise the go through and have a lot of responsibility, have a lot of accomplishments, you know, all of these things that you were clearly driven to. Well, when you're owning your own business, you got to do all of that. All of it. And more. (laughs) And so what were, what, what did you do previously? What, what kind of work was it that you then, um, were able to transfer a lot of that into building your own business? Um, computer programmer. Right. So I was a computer programmer and then I was ended up, you know, after working as programmer, I was over the department. So, so quickly manager at, at 23, <laughs> 23. Yeah. Nice. What do you think it is about you? that people recognized or that took you from doing the work to managing the people to, you know, it takes a certain person to be, to get, be given that responsibility at age 23. Hmm. I, you know what, this is a guess. So I don't know. I might have an old boss watching this and they're probably like, that is not it. But, um, I would guess that I can get things done. Um, you know, in hindsight, it can be, if I know something has to get done, even if I've got 10 minutes to do it, I'm going to get it done. You, do you know what I'm saying? So I think that that is kind of what it was. Like if we needed something done and you, and they asked me to do it, I'm going to do it. That's my only thought process. So there's, I feel like there's a couple different types of people out there. Some that are able to like, just go and get it done without it. Like just, it's gotta be done. So go do it. And then there's people like myself who are like, like it's gotta be perfect or I get paralyzed or like, you know, in terms of, um, my ability to get things done quickly. And I, and, and I know that I think I listened to something where you said you have like the 80, 20 rule, which is like, if it's, you know, it doesn't have to be hundred percent, it has to be 80% to get out the door. Is that, is that, do you apply that to sort of all of your life? Is that how, in terms of a, a getting things done person? Yeah, because I mean, I can do my makeup and be okay with it and not put my lashes on. So it's, <laughs> it's like 80, 20. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much that because you can always go back, in my opinion, certain, I you know there's exceptions to the rule, but you can always go back and fine tune things. If you can go back and fine tune it, why, you know, make yourself miserable before you get it out? So I, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I got, I have it all together cause I don't. Um, but yeah, so I, 80, 20, I, that's definitely it. I think that's a really important point and skill that skill that you just mentioned in terms of being the, the ability to be able to refine things or fine tune. Um, and, and it's, it's not a like, oh, look at me, I'm able to get things out. It's a knowing the process and knowing right. that there's always going to be half the things that, that you have to fine tune. Yep. What else in your life? Like, let's, let's go back to the boys. Cause again, like this is you're you're a caretaker in whether that's your family, whether that's your students, uh, whether that's, you know, photographers across the world, um, and then the kids as well. Like, what have you learned that you've had to, like, refine in terms of um, being being a mom across the board? Hmm. 
part of me, I'm stubborn. Let me just say that part. I'm You're very, a Taurus, and so am I. I saw, I heard that. <laughs> yes. I, so you understand that thought process. I'm very stubborn, even if I know it's something that I need to change. Do, do you know what I mean? I'm still going to stay in my lane. And I, I'm, I'm a very hard sell, is what I like to say. So, you know, I, in, in hindsight, and I think this is what you're asking, I wish that I would delegate more. I don't delegate more because if it's something I feel I can take care of, I'm just going to do it, even though I'm adding too much to my plate. And that resides within business and with being a mother. I mean, I can, I can probably name 10 things that I should have delegated, but I don't delegate it because I want to control it. Oh, then I'm a control freak too. So, <laughs> Is a control freak part of being a Taurus? I'm not sure. I, I wonder that because I can I can I, I totally hear you on the if I can do something like and control it and make sure the outcome is going to be the way I want it it's hard to hand off and sometimes it feels like it's going to take longer to hand it off it, that's exactly it like I'm adding if you know if I, I, I feel that if I don't do it I'm adding to my workload because I would have to either go and teach it or I would have to redo it. So, yeah, so I'm like, I'll just do it myself. So has that gotten you into trouble in terms of uh, taking on too much? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more, because I think so many business owners, you know, is there a particular sort of story or something you can share where, you know, you got to the point where you were had taken too much on and things weren't able to sort of roll, as you would imagine, in the still trying to control them? This is probably airing some dirty laundry, but let's have at it. So um, there are some things I should delegate, and I'm going to tell you the story. There's some things I should delegate that I don't and I won't, but I know I should, right? Editing is one of them. Now, I would not delegate, de I will not delegate all of my editing, but there's some things I probably should. My, my, my aspect of wanting to control and you know, I trust myself more than I would trust somebody else. That's the best way to do it. Now, how did I get into trouble? So, you know, years, especially, especially around this time of year, when things get really busy, you are not meeting certain deadlines. And there, there have been deadlines that I did not meet. Now, thankfully, my clients love me. So they, <laughs> they give me a pass, but it shouldn't, it should have never happened. Do, do you know what I mean? It should have never happened. So there, there have been times I've missed deadlines. You know, hey, Audrey, did, did you have this? And I'm like, I didn't even start it. You know, and so it's things like that that I find myself doing a, some quick turnarounds and having some, some long nights because of something that I didn't do. Like I have like a mental list and nothing jumps in front of that list. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got one through 10 and that's the list. I'm not going to go to number eight and bring it to the top, that would just make my life just crazy. So I have my lists, and until I get to it on my list, I'm not going to do it. So there you have it. There's my dirty laundry. That's not such dirty laundry. And we, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel like everybody's had that scenario uh, in terms yeah. of business owners or working in, you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of all the things that I 
had hoped I was going to get done last week for, you know, for work or personal life. And so do you have sort of tools to, or, or like, how do you kind of release that being okay with, okay, well, that happened. Like, let me, you know, do what I can, you know, the next time around for that client or just like, what do you tell yourself uh, when you find that you've missed a deadline? Um, well, it starts off with exactly what you just said. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, I didn't meet it, but I do try to find ways to fine tune my system without completely changing it and overhauling it. So, you know, I'll look up different um, management, time management things, and I'll never use it because I'm so old school. I have to write things down. If Me I don't, too. <laughs> I ha it's like, that's the only way I can get it in my brain is if I write it down. If I type it, because my husband, will like, he'll say things like, write it down, you know, put it in an email, write it in your notes. I can't use my phone notes. I cannot use iPad notes because I'll never go back and check them. I have to like write it down in like a physical book. So it's like little things like that. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I, I will try to change a system. And then I, I, it goes back to, this has always worked. So figure out where you lacked in your day to make it, you know, to screw it up. Did you go on Facebook? You know, did you, it's like things like that. So. I, I, I totally hear you. And, um, it's funny. I'm, I'm looking at the comments that are coming in, um, because we're live again, like given yeah. when we're recording this, giving these shout outs and, uh, Dallas says, Tauruses are notorious control freaks. You do it the <laughs> Taurus way or the wrong way. Hi, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Dallas, are you a Taurus as well? We'll see. We'll see. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting because it, it, for me, that sort of relinquishing then some control is kind of the work is, um, recognizing, you know, that it's, that it's not always, doesn't always benefit me, I right. guess would be, would be the thing. Have you been able to t tell me about, um, you know, you're, you're a businesswoman, not just in your photography and portrait business, but your education business. Have you been able to relinquish control in, in that world? Or, you know, you're putting on a conference. Um, how, talk to me about that a little bit. And then like, how is it that you have been able to, to, have you been able to realize that, not realize, let me see what I'm trying to say, that once more people get involved, that actually, you know, there's more collaboration, if you will. Um, so I have to give my husband a huge shout out because without him, teaching site would never be, the conference would never have happened or even came into fruition. He's the brain behind all of that. I just show up, <laughs> like that's pretty much it. But um, a lot of that, because it's so much tech involved, and, you know, that's what he does, he takes over a lot of, of that responsibility. Like, literally, that's his, that's his baby, really just has my name on it. So without him, I couldn't do it. So, yeah, so I delegated a lot of that, mostly because I can't do it. I, I just show up. Okay. Well, first of all, Audrey, you don't just show up. <laughs> There's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, but it, it is that, you know, those 
those partnerships. I, I think it's amazing. And again, congratulations for being able to run a business with your husband. How is that? Is it great all the time? Is it challenging? Is it talk to me about partnering with your husband? Because I know in, for a lot of people, it sounds ideal, but then there's like the reality. So how has that? How, how tell me about that? make sure I don't get myself in trouble. Um, <laughs> it, it's all right. So most of it, and I'm not just saying this, most of it is my issue. Again, not wanting to give up certain things. Um, control, you know, this is mine, all mine. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like that. We went through that for a while and we've been married for so long. So he kind of knows how to deal with me. Do you know what I mean? So um, we have separate offices. <laughs> He's on the other side of the house. Um, so that works. But, but it, I, it, 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 like I said, it, it gets tough. But the good thing is that we're, we are friends first. And without being friends first, everything else I don't think could happen. Um, I know that he will always have my best interest at heart. So some of the things that he says, I just have to relinquish a little bit of control. And it's tough, you know, when you've been doing it yourself and this has been something you started bringing someone in, which is how this whole thing started in the first place. Um, he's like, it would make more sense because my business grew, it just kept growing. He said it makes more sense if he can handle that because of my control issues. <laughs> so... I just, I, I just, I think it's, I think it's super important to hear sort of the, the, you know, the real behind, you know, how, how all of this comes together because it's, um, I, I had on, uh, the last episode was Karen and Reg Bethancourt of Creative Soul. And yeah. as we were messaging, you're like, oh, they're my family, my friends. But I asked them the same question, like, you know, a yeah. couple that works together, has runs their business together, you know, all of that. Well, they don't have four boys. They do have their little pixel, little pixel puppy. <laughs> um, but do you look to other people? Do you talk to other couples who run businesses together to sort of, I mean, is that like a, a thing that you're able to get advice on or not advice? Just, um, I don't know, just, just have those conversations. You know, I actually, I haven't, to be honest. Um, no, but, you know, here's the thing. It's the funny thing, Kenna, is that with, you know, from having my business, anything that, that happens within the business, I would confide in him. I would get his opinion. Like he knew everybody in the industry and was not a photographer. Do you know what I mean? Just like he knows every conference, he knows every vendor and he does not, he's not a photographer. So it kind of didn't feel like he just started working into the business because he was always there. Do you know what I mean? So um, I never really talked to people because I kind of, I always felt he was, he was there. The only, the only source of contention for me was him. He would say, you need to get this done. That has to be done. Um, and that would boy make my blood boil. <laughs> but it needs to be said, you know, that's the piece I'm always wondering about is the, like, is the, yeah, the the boundaries of, you know, someone saying what you got to do versus like, I yeah, yeah. Um, 
So what do you do? This is another comment and question from Dallas. Uh, he says, um, which, who, by the way, shout out, Dallas is an Aries and Taurus cusp. He says he's a double control freak. Ah. <laughs> um, how, how do you have your me time away from your husband? And this is just in general. Oh, gosh. Not even about your husband or being, you know, or your boys or whatever. Like, what does Audrey do to rejuvenate, to um, be able to continue on at this very high level of, of um, producing in all the different areas? I have always had my me time. I find, especially having my younger three, they are a year apart. So in order to keep my sanity, I always had to incorporate me time. I get my nails done. I go shopping. Um, now in the pandemic, I eat. <laughs> I'll go out to dinner. We, you know, go to lunch. I, I will schedule me time. I mean, with no regrets, I will not feel guilty. I, I've done that. I can't remember a time when I didn't literally. Well, that's, I mean, that is a secret to success, I believe in whatever, whatever it is that nourishes you, whether that's getting your nail done or, you know, go into a restaurant or coffee shop or bookstore or hike, you know, whatever it is, that's absolutely. And the fact that you've been able to recognize that for your whole career is huge. Yeah. Um, I want to start to get into, I titled this episode um, From Conviction to Confidence, and that was based on a blog post that I read of yours that really stuck with me. And it's this, like, what is confidence? What is conviction? So I'm wondering if you can just talk to me about, because a lot of people, so many people who I um, have on this podcast or we talk to in general, you know, just in general, you might appear to have confidence, but there's a lot of imposter syndrome. There's a lot of, you know, just like it might appear that way to somebody else, but then a lot of times we don't actually feel fully confident in ourselves. So it, talk to me about confidence and conviction. You know, I never, when I hear the word conviction, which is funny, that's how people used to describe my mother. They would say she was steadfast in her convictions. And I was like, man, am I really like my mother? I mean, like, that was my first, like, thought. But um, in hindsight, when I really think about it, there are things that, for me, that I, I believe it to be true. These are the things that I believe to be true. They need to be that way. And I don't, I don't go with the flow. Like I, you can't like convince me, Oh, Audrey, you should, you know, drive this car cause it's better for the street. And if I like my car, you can't convince me anything else. Do, do you know what I mean? So I sometimes think that can give a false sense of confidence to others because I'm so sure in my own beliefs, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm so uber confident. It just means that what, and maybe this is the Taurus thing. <laughs> We're having an astrology talk, but I, you know, I, you can't, I, just because someone tells me something, I won't believe it to be true until I check it, check it out. But if I feel in my heart, I have no reason to check it out. I've already dismissed it. And I, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a conviction, but in terms of confidence, I'm very confident in my beliefs. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm that confident as a person. So like, for example, people will say, 
um, you know, you speak with such confidence, you know, if I'm speaking, I'm like, I'm terrified. I was in tears right before I walked on the stage, you know, things like that. Or I think people don't, don't think that I'm very sensitive about certain things and I am, but I know how to control it in the public. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you <laughs> because it's, there's what's going on inside. There's what people are seeing. Mm-hmm. And then there's also just the self-knowledge of, you know, that, that those things may be different. I, I, tell me, and I'm going to go for a little bit further on this. Tell me more about your mother and growing up. And I know she passed away and I'm sorry, um, Thank you. but um, too early. Um, tell me about growing up. Tell me about your mom, your dad. What, what was Audrey like as a kid? Was she a control freak with her, uh, whatever you played with as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad is not watching this. Um, so <laughs> growing up, I mean, we had just a, a, just a normal family, just me and my brother, my, our parents. Um, how would they describe me? Probably very proud people would describe me today. <laughs> um, you know, I, I knew what I wanted and this is what I want and if I can't have it, I'm going to try to get it. If you say that I can't get it, you have to kind of tell me why I can't get it. That's going to make me want it more. Um, I I did that right down to different toys that I wanted. I wanted one specific toy, and this is what I want this one, and you give it to me. I didn't say it like that. My mom would have had a heart attack. But, you know, but I was very, like, persistent in, in things. And that, I, I think I, my personality as a child is very similar to my personality today. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I, I think it's a, I think, I mean, I think there's, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I mean, it's, it's interesting to be able to see, I don't know, just see, see what makes us who we are. And so it's always that like, you know, what's innate in us as little kid like that is who we are. That's like who are, you know, what our spirit is. Um, and, and then there's, you know, then there's, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's fascinating, I think, to, um, to kind of be able to look back and see those, those elements. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I think I've, I've had that same, you know, determination, same drive, different things that I wanted. I sought out to get it. So I, I remember, I don't know if this would even, this even needs to be interjected here, but I distinctly remember, I don't know why I cannot get this out of my head. When I was 21 and I was corporate America, my boss brought me into the office and I was getting these promotions and he said to me, and he never gave me an answer. So I feel incomplete for whatever reason. He said to me that I work really hard to get something. And then when I get it, I stop. And he never explained that. So Vince Summers, I swear if you're watching this, I want an answer, send me an email. But he said that to me. I don't know why he said it, but he was like one boss who always challenged me, but he wouldn't give me everything. I had to figure it out like a puzzle. I never figured that out. Oh, that, that is a good puzzle. I want to explore that a little bit. Maybe we can figure it out together. So if you if you you'll work, you're persistent, you're dedicated... And then once you achieve it, is it stopping on that particular project or 
is it just that you like then shift and and letting somebody else take over for that or is it like you then shift to a new goal see I think it's that I think it's the latter I'm this is a guess um I think I get from here here this is the goal I don't expound on the goal that I've achieved and try to make it and blossom that into another goal within that one I just shift and go to the next thing because I think it goes down to that list. I want this, 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 and this. So once I can scratch off number one, I'm on number two. But maybe I'm missing opportunities because I'm not blossoming and nurturing certain goals that I reach. I don't know. Can I? I know. Sh- it's, a good, it's a good thing to think about. Um, the yeah. whys, you know, the whys, why we do what we do or why. And yeah. I think it's so interesting that we can when we are, when you are working as part of, for somebody else or for a company or whatever, it's different than when you're working for yourself, but that it it just takes me back to, you know, sitting in like reformal reviews um, with, that sounds like something a boss would say in a, in a review. And it's, it also leads me to like, like, did, was he saying that as in it's a weakness? Yes. He was saying it like it was a weakness and gave me no explanation. And it was like one of those bosses that would like turn his back to you, you like in the chair and he would like be at his computer and he'll say these things that I can't see what his expression is because I'm really good at reading expressions. I think he figured that out. So I was, I would try to, you know, I can pick up energy and things. If I can just look you in your eye, oh, he would never do that to me. So I, and I, you know, and I would ask for, you know, well, what does that mean? He wouldn't tell me. Hmm. I think we've, I think, I think that would be my interpretation would be the, like, you pivot to keep going to the next goal. If, if that sort of, it sounds like the way that you, um, are, you know, satisfied with, with sort of achievements, if you will, in terms of like, you know, hitting, hitting the things that you're, you're looking to do. Uh I think it's interesting. I want to go further into the, um, reading people, looking people in the eye, um, that sort of intuitive nature. Tell me more about that in you and how that's like manifested in your life in terms of the benefit of that. Honestly, I think that has probably been one of the better qualities I'm glad that I have. Um, just let's just use photography, for example, being able to understand people without them telling me what it is, allows me to relate to different people that I photograph. So if I walk into a house, because I was location, you know, when you started and I'm going into these different neighborhoods and, you know, and I'm showing up, I'm able to um, relate to whomever I'm photographing or meeting and the parents and the, and, the, and the energy that I'm picking up from them. Do you know, because certain people like to joke and play around, certain people do not. I'm able to shift and not make them feel uncomfortable or um, expect them to change to make me uncomfortable. I, don't, I mean, change might not be a word. I like to say more relatable. Um, in the, in the um, industry side, you know, that probably helped me more than, you know, in hindsight, because, you know, I was um, what I would consider, especially back then, kind of an outsider. Um, I... And, and it's hard to be that person and you still have to 
maintain who you are. And I'm able to kind of read people and know, okay, I know what they're probably thinking. And I can respond accordingly. I know what they're probably thinking. And I'm, and I was never wrong about it. And I think instead of just haphazardly saying things or doing things, I can change that and shift based on how I, I can sense what their energy is. So that was probably a long winded answer. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's, um, again, Taurus intuitive. I find myself control. I, I, I relate. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's, um, uh, but I, I also think it's interesting because certainly in terms of relating to the subjects or the people that you're photographing, you know, is one thing kind of at a, trying to connect on that emotional level to, to bring them out, uh, the, as, as, as well as you can, um, and show their true selves. But then I find myself, and I don't know if you're the same way, but on the, the thinking what other people are thinking, I feel like that can get me into trouble because you don't really know what somebody else is thinking. Yes. And as my best friend says, what other people think is none of your business. And I'm like, whoa, that's a big one to take in. That, that, you know what? I'll, I, I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> write that one down. What other people think is none of your business because you don't really know. You don't know. You don't and, know. And so then it comes back to me and that intuition is more about the, the feeling that right. you can sense, whereas can, thoughts are thoughts. Right. You can sense, like you said, you can sense it. It's almost like a, it's like an energy in the room that you just, you know, is there. You, but you can't address it because you're guessing. You, right. So I, I just think it help it helps me move and, you know, kind of shift and work the room based on the energy that I feel. So far, I haven't been wrong. Maybe I have. <laughs> Absolutely agree, though, in that it's the it's the energy that you're able to read and feed, um, which doesn't not to say that that doesn't go along with somebody's thoughts, but I just think it's a it's a different. It was very it was a very eye opening um, yeah. sort of way to for me to to approach when I find myself because I find myself a lot thinking about, oh, this person must be thinking that or that or that about me. And then I'm like, or they're just never thinking about me, period. <laughs> I want to I talk a little bit about um, your desire to educate. And um, tell me about when that kind of, when you went from like, okay, I love what I do with my clients and I create these incredible experiences to like seeing the opportunity to lift other people up when did when did that what was it that that made you want to add that on to all the things that you do you know um and this might be a long story but Good. I'll try to I'll we got try time to we got time <laughs> so um someone once I did a um an interview once and they said to me Audrey you never and this was by someone the person interviewed me was someone that I've known for a while she says Audrey you've never chased the fame it just found you. And I was like, you know what? You're right, right? So 
there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram, there was no none of that social media things. Um, there was just like message boards and things like that on the internet for how photographers connected to each other. And back then, I did the same thing that I do now. I like sharing my work. I just like putting it out there. You know, just I'm a photographer. That's what I like to do. I like to show pictures. So people started asking me, hey, can I learn this from you? Can you tell me how you do things? And my, I still remember the day my husband was cooking fish in the kitchen. I still remember this. And my email was just getting flooded. So I, I put on my blog. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do a workshop. Who would come? I mean, like, that's really kind of what this is even before I was um, before I went to speak at WPPI, because that's when I realized things were really nuts for me at that point. But people just wanted to come. And I felt at that time, if you want to learn, why not? I mean, there was no reason for me not to do it because, you know, I'm, I'm a techie kind of at heart because I was a computer science. Um, but as it grew um, watching people go, you know, achieve what they wanted based on their lifestyle was very rewarding. And this is what I mean by that. You know, everyone comes to learn from any photographer. They all have their different reasons. We can put, we can put out there, oh, I want to teach you lighting. But sometimes they don't even want to learn the light. They want to know what makes you tick. How do you uh, interact with clients? How do you run your business? Do you know what I mean? So seeing people achieve what they want that works well with them as a person is the most, is, is, that makes my heart sing, is, is that, is knowing that you can achieve something and you don't have to shift your entire life in order to make it happen. So I guess that's probably a piece of me outside of photography that I'm able to give to other people that makes me continue to do it. I mean, it's a, it is, it's a beautiful thing that uh, going back to like conviction and, and confidence, like, I feel like, were you confident when you first started to teach? Oh, no, <laughs> no. You know what? I'm confident in what I have to teach. I'm not confident in how I can relate it to other people because every, what I've learned in over the years, you can say one sentence and three different people will interpret it three different ways and being able to say what you have to say and making sure you take the time that to find out if each person understood it and then shift the way that you explain it for that person. Do you know what I mean? That that was something I had to learn over time. I got it now. So, <laughs> so that's that same again. Like you knew you're you were convicted in you were you you had the conviction around your knowledge, um, and then it's it's knowing that to be true, uh, and then it's an yeah. I think that's interesting. Talk to me about. Another congratulations on recently becoming a Nikon ambassador. Tell me about that moment or I don't know, just what, what it, was that another like, again, goal or um, tell me about it. That was a goal. Um, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. It was a goal. I, I didn't think I would achieve it, but hear me out. You know, Coming up as a photographer, for me, 
just, you know, me as, as a black woman photographer, being an ambassador is just something that you just don't think will happen. And it's not so much, this is only speaking for myself, it wasn't so much of a good or a bad thing. It's just one of those things you just don't think you would achieve. Like, I don't think I'll be in National Geographic. It'll be great. But, you know, it's just kind of like one of those things that, no, that's for other people. That's not for you. So I, I want to say around 2018, I think it's 2017 or 2018, they reached out to me and wanted me to speak at the trade show and spoke and I was terrified 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 and small story there first time doing that my husband knew how important it was for me to be there but we had a kid who had we would never miss a basketball game and he had a really important game and it fell on the day that I was supposed to speak and I was like I couldn't go yeah my husband left to go be there so we do things like that um but the you know I started to speak and it was probably 2019 that I thought, oh, well, you probably can be an ambassador. You're building a relationship. You probably can be, you know, it's, so that became a goal, but I didn't know how to achieve it. Do, do you know what I mean? I didn't, I, I needed that mental list, but I didn't know what that list was. And I wasn't going to ask him. <laughs> so with that said, it was a lot of like guessing of what can you do? And it turned into, you can't do anything but be yourself. That's it. That's, you can do nothing but be yourself. You can't say a certain thing. You can't ask a certain question. It just has to, it just has to do with that. And so 2019 came around. I'm, I, I mean, I went to and spoke at every trade show Nikon did, CES, WPPI, you know, Photo Plus. We, I did, they kept asking me back. And so I'm like, uh, okay, you know, 2020 comes around, CES, Okay, Audrey, we want you to come. WPPI, we want you to come. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm never getting it. Just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna get it. But I'm like, I like them. So if they ask me to speak, I'm gonna still speak. I didn't speak to get to be an ambassador. I spoke because they asked me to do it. I like them, you know, whatnot. So I got the call, and no, let me go back. They asked me to do an interview. Didn't mention anything about ambassadorship. So I, these are all the same things that we're doing because we were here for the pandemic and they were doing these interviews on their Instagram. So recorded the interview talking, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Didn't say a word. Day goes by. They call me and they're like, you know what? You know, I just want to let you know, we really want you to be an ambassador. And I started crying <laughs> because I was not, I wasn't expecting it. Um, I didn't think I was going to get it. Like, you know, you just take the page out of your gold book, throw it away. You know, I, th that's literally what I did. It wasn't going to happen. Fine. You know, I'll just keep doing it. So um, that's kind of how that happened. And then after, before they announced it, um, one of the general manager told me, he answered my question because this probably would have haunted me too. I didn't ask the question, but he told me why I got it. Because remember I told you I didn't know there was no list. There was no nothing. I just had to guess. And he told me, he says, you were being vetted and you just didn't know it. And I was like, oh, and he told me kind of what it was. And I'm like, you know, that, that control freak in me now has her answer. So that's kind of, that's how, that's how that went. Well, con congratulations again. And it, it's, it's a, it's a massive um, accomplishment and achievement. And what I was going to say until you actually just said it was 
in my mind, so you're sitting there thinking like, oh, they're never going to, they're never going to ask me. They're inviting me to do these talks, but you know, nothing's happening. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here thinking like they're inviting her to do all these talks. And therefore that is the path. Like that is the, that was the checklist, you know, yeah. that was the path. And um, what excites you about it's kind of like a, it's another step in your love to educate others. What what happens when you become an icon ambassador? Like, what is it? What is what is that going to allow you to do differently than what you do today? Um, you know, since I do educate now, it it allows me to reach an entirely, I think, different market of photographers. Um, I, after I got the announcement, now I've got photographers who I've never would have connected with reaching out, you know, wanted to learn, you know, different things. And I like to be a little bit technical in terms of, you know, like lenses and cameras and things like that. I like to talk about that stuff. So now I'm, I'm really like getting that, um, that different sector of the market that I never would have been able to reach because when you start off for myself, you know, the mom photographer, your market kind of stays there, if that makes any sense. So now, I mean, I can talk with nature photographers and just different people who all love the craft. And it just gives me a, an entirely new um, lane to really, you know, help educate. It's interesting because, uh, you know, you, you said the mom photographer. And when I started this conversation talking about you as a mom, like, it, I don't think of you as like, Oh, she's a mom photographer. I don't know. It's like that, that I, I think of you as, you know, like businesswoman first, you know, which comes along with being an educator comes along with, um, working super hard to be running a photography business for 17 plus years in all of the, you know, a portrait business in all the ups and downs that, you know, that have, that have happened. But I just think I feel like it's just part of that. Like, it's cool to me to see that, like, with Nikon, with Profoto, like, you just get to expand your reach of who your little, you know, right. your mom, who your who your kids are, kids <laughs> across the board um, that you're either photographing or educating. Um, and and then, of course, you know, your own yeah. four grown men, grown men, grown men. <laughs> I, I'm curious, just sort of final question, because this has gone by really quickly. I'm just l looking at the time. Um, what is your, what is your hope? You know, it, it, it's, it's been a super challenging year and not to, you know, I try not to harp on that um, through all of these conversations right now, but we're recording this the end of December, 2020. Do you have hope? And and if so, just talk to me about hope. Um, you know, I'm probably, I, I, I'm very much glass half full type of a person. I think, and, and again, I, I keep saying this only for me because I know everyone processes things differently and I don't want to um, discredit anyone who may feel differently because how everything that people feel is valid. Their own feelings are always valid. Um, for myself, I find that if I look at things that are bad, 
it manifests itself within my life. And I have to always look at, you know, if something bad happened, okay, nope, we're going to do it and look at the positive outcome, you know, from it. So even like, um, with this year for everyone, you know, it's, it's just been a challenging year, especially for photographers, my fellow wedding photographers event. It's just tough for all of them. Um, and the, 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 the one thing I would say, even, you know, within business or within your own home life, spend time on your relationships. Um, and it's like, I said, it sounds like that, that that was written on my list in permanent marker. And it really like kind of wasn't, it's just something that I know now in hindsight, especially after doing interviews, like, Oh yeah, this is what I do, but manifest and grow and nurture the relationships within your life because they will come back to you and reward you. So even like using this year, um, I'm thankful that I'm still working fairly regularly mostly due to the relationships from the clients who are dealing with this year and want nothing more than family pictures or pictures of the people that they love. And I've had people, which is, which is funny, some people who I haven't seen, Kenna, in like eight years. And I'm like, you still remember me? And because even just last week, I was driving out to one of my client's houses and uh, my husband was with me because he will hold my light and then we'll go have dinner afterwards. <laughs> That's like our little thing. But um, I, I said, you know, I said, the lady knows me, but I'm like, I can't, I can't like ask, like, who are you? Because it just sounds rude. So I drive up to the house and I had a completely deja vu. Like, I know who this is, but I don't know. So you know, going to the house, not only did I see the, the, her son, who I originally photographed like nine years ago, she had two more kids that I never met. But the, the point of it is I'm getting these phone calls from people for whatever reason, I'm still on their mind. I made some sort of impact for them to continue to call me because there are so many people that they can call. There's so many photographers out there. What was it about me that made you remember me? So my biggest advice, and, and I hope that this keeps everybody hopeful, Nurture your relationships. This is the time to do it. Be it, like I said, at home, your family, your parents, your kids, your dog. I mean, all of that is this is the time to do that because in 2021, you will start to see the rewards from that. So that's what I say. Beautifully said, Audrey. I, I just, I, that's really when it comes down to it. That's what we have is our relationships. And it just, you know, this week is a holiday week that we're recording. And, you know, a lot of us may not be with the families that we want to be with, like I'm not going to be. And, you know, and it's just, um, I was actually this morning thinking about that I would spend some time uh, on Thursday just like just messaging people that I haven't messaged in so long Mm -hmm. Um, and just like, I'm grateful for you. I'm great. You know, like just making it a day of gratitude in my own way. And what did that come down to? It doesn't come down to pumpkin pie. I love me some pumpkin pie, but <laughs> <laughs> it's those relationships. Um, yeah. and so again, whether it's business life, you know, all of it. So just, thank you yeah, for that. Yeah. Say something nice. I mean, 
things that you wish you could have said. You don't know if that, you know, when you say it, that might make that person's day. You might think it's very small, but, you know, I sit back and think about, you know what, these, you know, these people are nice to me. Why don't I say it? You know, so that's that's me. I've kind of always been that way. Um, I may be missing some people like she didn't tell me. Thank you. I'm going to get on it. Whoever says that. <laughs> but that's just kind of I try to do that. Awesome. Beautiful, beautiful way to end this conversation, especially this week. Audrey, I want to make sure that everybody knows how to find you, follow you, find out about the workshops, the conference, all of it. Tell, tell me where to where people can go. Um, you can find me in terms of work. You can always find me on Instagram. Kate, what is my kids? And I had to think about it. Kids. I know and, we didn't even talk about kids and the city, but go ahead. <laughs> kids. Yeah. So kids and the city is my Instagram. Um, I have a teaching platform, which is awteaches.com. Um, I also have a Facebook group and I'm active in there. So that's also under the same name, awteaches.com. And we are putting on a virtual conference on on November 30th through December 2nd. So many great educators who I'm so thankful are part of it. So that is virtualphotographyconference.com. Awesome. Um, very excited for you and congratulations again on Thank that. Uh, I want to give you some shout outs before we sign off, Audrey, just because there's a lot of love coming in from Aww. everybody online. We got Pam who says, uh, love Audrey, such an inspiration. Rachel, thanks, Audrey. So great. Cindy, Crystal, Glenn, um, of course, Dallas, thanks for, for being with us and um, all your comments today. Uh, Deb from Michigan. Um, we've got Cosmo. We have uh, Albuquerque. I'm going back. I'm going back. Um, we have Tori's Dixon Photography. Audrey's an oh. excellent teacher. I can't wait to go to another one of her sessions. Um, and on and on and on. Denk was in Indonesia. Robert was in Texas. Kat in Colorado and on and on. So oh, I love it. I love you. the Thank you. I love the shout outs because it's just, it really is. We are a global community and um, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And so um, I'm grateful for you, Audrey. So awesome to have you on the podcast and thank you. grateful for everybody out there tuning in. For now, that's a wrap, but everybody have a wonderful week and you can check out all the episodes of our podcast, We Are Photographers, wherever it is you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe and you can also check them all out. We have over a hundred episodes now on creativelive.com slash podcast. Check out what else is playing here on creativelive.com slash TV. There is always something playing for free, whether that's this podcast, Chase Jarvis Live um, and other sessions where we're bringing you musicians, um, entertainers, all kinds of things, again, for free to connect us all. So thank you again, Audrey Willard, and we will see you all next time. Thank you so much. I'm Kenna Klosterman, and you've been listening to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. At Creative Live, we believe there's a creator in all of us. And yes, that means you. If you're looking to get fresh perspectives, inspiration, or skills to boost your hobbies, business, or life, head over to creativelive.com and check out the Creator Pass. That's our subscription that gives you access to over 1,500 classes on demand. 
Whether it's photo and video, art and design, craft, entrepreneurship, or personal finance, or even yoga, there is always something new to learn on Creative Live from the world's best educators. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review We Are Photographers wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and a five-star review goes a long way. And if you like this episode, tell someone about it. Word of mouth is the best way for us to reach more creators just like you. You can stay up to date with everything happening at Creative Live by following us on social media at Creative Live everywhere. And I'm at Kenna Klosterman on Instagram and at Kenna K Photo on Twitter. If there's anyone you want us to feature on the podcast, send me a message. Thank you again for being part of the global Creative Live community. And I'll see you all next week for another episode of We Are Photographers.